All right, everybody, I just finished recording an amazing episode. And look, I'm doing it in a different studio. I built a studio in Ohio to record this episode. There I am over there. But we just talked about how <laughs> a jack of all trades is a master of none, but better than a master of one. And I talk about how we can build skill sets and tool sets to absolutely crush, give you some action-packed examples. And all of that is in today's show. So whatever you're doing, click the next one, wherever it is, go find it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever. It's the Mind of George show. Check out the episode. It is absolutely incredible. Mwah. I'll see you in the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Hi, right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. If you're watching this on video, it probably looks a little bit different. If you are listening to this, you might want to go find the video. It's on my YouTube or on my blog, probably previews on my Instagram, but I'm actually standing in another one of my studios and I realized I completely forgot to record an episode. So I'm recording an episode here in a different studio that I use for different stuff, but the topic is so perfect for today's episode in relation to what I'm doing and where I'm standing. So uh, for those of you who know, don't know, I'm a part owner of a company called Primal Life Organics. We are based out of Ohio, but we have all natural skincare, dental care, like for the best of the best and the best for you, remineralizing your teeth, your gums, healthy men's products from deodorants and beard oils and women's products for natural face products and things that actually help your body be healthy. So when I come to town to my company and with my marketing team, uh, we shoot content, we shoot videos, we do a ton of the stuff when I'm here. And I was like, well, I might as well record a podcast in this studio, which is my studio away from my studio. And then it kind of makes me want to set this up in mind. So if you're watching behind the scenes, you see all the lights and everything that I do. Or here, I'll show you. Hold on. But then when I zoom the camera in, for those who are watching, if you're listening, I'm just zooming the lens in and out. This is what it looks like. And I love it. It looks great. My bald head shines really, really well. I'm going to zoom the camera back out now. Hold on. And so, yeah, that's the behind the scenes, but it brings me to the point of today's topic. And I actually got an email about this. Um, I think I saw from Andy Fursell the other day talking about how true high performers are not multitaskers. And on Instagram stories the other day, I did this post. So, so here's what's really, really interesting is that I believe in our lifetime, in our generation, we've lost an art and there's no such thing as an entrepreneur in entrepreneur world as like being a professional multitasker or getting it all done. Because no matter what, we're giving half effort to things and expecting a full result. And in the 11, 12 years of me doing this as an entrepreneur, then the 12 years as a Marine, the one thing that I have to say that I'm extremely proud of is that when there's something that excites me or something that I want to learn or something that's getting in my way or an obstacle or a challenge, I focus every ounce of my energy, my intention, and my being on fixing that thing or learning that thing. So it becomes a tool in my toolbox that I can reference down the road, right? And so I may not be the best person to run Instagram ads, right? 
And I'm probably not going to run my Instagram ads because I don't. I have people do that. But what I like to know is I like to be able to have an educated conversation. So I ask them, like, what are you doing? Where can I learn? What do I do? And then I even have them teach me. So then I have this skill set or this tool in my toolbox, right? And so for me, I have a podcast. I do events. I love coaching. I love all of that. That's what I love. That's what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. But underneath that, there's a lot that goes into it creatively, like the studio and the videos and everything else. And it's not the best use of my time to edit videos, but I love it. It's a part of my creative process because eight years ago, no, nine years ago, 10, 11 years ago, when I was becoming a food blogger or I was a food blogger, I knew that I was going to have to learn photography and videography. And so I obsessed. And I mean, I obsessed hard. I practiced all day, every day. I mean, lighting and angles and shooting. And I was literally, I shot probably thousands and thousands of hours of footage that I never reviewed, that I never looked at. I shot hundreds of thousands of photos that I never even edited, but I was practicing and I was learning. And I got really, really good to the point where in my book, The Paleo Kitchen, we actually won some awards for food photography that I took in a little 100 square foot kitchen after probably taking 100,000 practice photos. And a dirty little secret is in that book, The Paleo Kitchen, I think we ended up with 434 photos. But I took 21,000 photos to make that book. 21,000. And then I leave the world of food blogging. I become an entrepreneur. I mean, I was an entrepreneur, but I, I start coaching. I start consulting. I focus on marketing. I launch the podcast. I do all of that stuff. And then it's really, really funny because now 11 years later, I'm standing in a studio in Ohio with one of my companies and I bought the equipment, I set up the studio and I've got the dopest shots and slow-mo and water drops and close-ups and macros and all this other footage and the audio and the lighting because of something I learned 10 years ago. But here's what's crazy is we were working for months with our videographers and our editors to try to get some stuff and they weren't comprehending and it wasn't the best. And I was able to come in rent equipment, and in under five days, shoot over a thousand videos in five days. Now, mind you, minus my airfare and my travel to come in, all the equipment that I rented, which I'm, I'm looking at a $15,000 camera in front of me with another 3,000, I mean, that's with the camera, the lens and all the stuff, I rented it. So I rented it for seven days. It cost me $390 for the camera, about $200 for both the lenses that I'm using. And then I bought the audio equipment. So between what I bought with the lights, the audio equipment, and then the camera that I rented, I'm all in about $1,700. And then I shot over 900 videos with me and the team in five days. I'm going to return the camera equipment. I'm going to return just that. We're going to keep the lights. We're going to keep the audio. We can use an iPhone and shoot here. I can rent the camera again. But it just brought me to this point where I was posting on Instagram and I was sharing this in my stories. And I was like, look at the footage and look at the footage. And everyone's like, how did you do that? How do you do that? And I realized that there's this lost art of mastery or the pursuit of mastery or understanding and learning something. Like no matter what, there is no stagnation in our life. Like we are either living or we're dying. We're either progressing or we're regressing. And there is no finish line. And no one's out to get us. Nobody's trying to undercut us. We are only competing against ourselves. And I look at that and I realize that it's up to me to create the results that I want in my life. It's up to me to know what I can and can't do. It's up to me to push that boundary and push that edge. Now, should I spend every day recording videos and editing them? Not unless I want to be a videographer. 
But if my big three needle movers for the day are record two podcasts and do two coaching calls and I finish that and I have four hours left, I can go do some silly stuff or I can turn around and figure out what craft to hone. What's going to help me be a better entrepreneur? What's going to help me be a better business owner? What's going to help me teach my content better? What's going to be my creative outlet? Can I learn this lighting? Can I shoot a different video? Can I try to edit an idea? And it's in this pursuit of learning and trying that we create the beautiful masterpieces that we share to the world. Like virality is not a science, it's an art, but it's really being, virality happens when you're rewarded for consistency. Very rarely does somebody just make one video and it goes viral. They've typically been making videos every day for a couple years or a couple months or a couple topics. And it's when they try something different. They do a different pattern interrupt. They, they reinvent themselves. They talk about something they were afraid to talk about and then it catches on. And it's a reward of their authenticity, their consistency, but also their willingness to keep pushing until they achieve the desired result that only they can create. And I think it's something that's lost upon us. I love that we can hire things out. I love that we can outsource things to people. I love that we can have these teams. But ultimately, if you think about this and you're listening to this, it's your vision. It's your company. It's your ethos. It's your job. Even if you work inside of another company, even if you work inside of another company and you're just the CMO, it's still your vision that you're executing against. It's maybe aligned, but your job is to own it. And when we take that responsibility and we realize that everything in our ecosystem in front of us with our team, with our clients that we put into the world is a result of our input, we can always change that input and we can practice that craft and we can hone it. And I've fallen into this trap. Like I was getting upset at my team and I was like, oh, the branding's not right. It's not right. It's not right. But then it took me long enough to realize that it's not my job, my team's job to try to read my mind or create something. So I sat down, I started editing, I started looking at colors. And the moment I put a concerted amount of effort in, maybe an hour between me and my team, we got to what we needed, but it was missing my input. And so I think as entrepreneurs, we have to realize that no one's coming to save us. You can't outsource your vision. You can't hire out your clarity. And a lot of the times to get it, we need to be willing to get our hands dirty and work towards stuff and realize, do I like that? Do I not like that? Do I want to do more of that? Do I want to do less of that? Do I want to play with that? Do I not want to play with that? And it has to come from the practice and the feedback that happens when we're practicing it that allows us to make the right decision. Is this something I should keep doing or should I hire this out? Is this something that should stay in the company because it was effective? Yes, but I don't like doing it. Let's hire it out. Let's build a process. And we create these things in our lives to where nothing is ever going to be set it and forget it. You're never going to launch an email sequence and it works forever. You're never going to record an ad and it works forever. You're never going to learn that one way to edit a photo and it works forever. The beautiful part about entrepreneurship and also the somewhat relatively scary part about entrepreneurship and life in general is that every day we're faced with uncertainty. And the only thing that we can control is what we control that day what input we give, what effort we give. And we have to fall in love with that uncertainty and realize that if it's up to be, it's up to us to create it. We have to go create the vision. We have to figure out the next step. We have to work in collaboration with people. We have to bounce ideas off. We have to test. We have to fail. You can plan all day, but you'll never have a perfect plan. And the plans that you do have can only be perfected by putting them into practice and allowing the real world, the feedback, to iterate the plan to make it effective. And that's the art that we have. And somebody asked me this the other day, I'm gonna have to open my phone for this one because I do not, and I mean, I do not remember this quote, 
um, wholeheartedly. But somebody said this to me, and it's about the jack of all trades quote, right? And my phone's been acting up. Jack of all trades quote. And it's really, really interesting because we hear this thing pulled around and we hear it thrown out like a jack of all trades is a master of none, right? A jack of all trades is a master of none. But they never finished the quote. The full quote is, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Let me say that again. A jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Now, does that mean that when we get into the office every day and we open our inbox that we should be trying to edit our emails and read or edit our videos and read our emails and do social content and do blank? No, no, because there's no such thing as multitasking. But in the frame of when you are doing your tasks, go into your task and go into it all the way. Do your email like it's a professional sport and you're the gold medalist. But then when you're done with your email, go to the next thing and do it, do it, do it. And then you're done with the next thing, do it, do it, do it. And then when you're left with space, ask yourself, what could I master now? What could I try? What could I learn? What could I do? What could I have that will give me a competitive advantage that will help me sharpen my blade, that will give me a different perspective, that'll help me understand how to communicate better, will help me execute a vision. And in that moment, go with that with the same intensity that you go with those other things in your business and your life. And you will be a jack of all trades. You will be dangerous. It doesn't mean you should always do it, but it means you have an understanding and it's something that you can utilize to figure out how to put your unique stamp on your unique vision into your unique application into the world. You can empower your team. You can relate better. I love that I taught myself how to edit video because when I talk to my videographer, I'm like, hey, what about this? Can we do this? And we collaborate and we push each other. He's like, oh, dude, I would have never thought about doing that. I'm like, me neither, but I tried it. And then I see him do something and I'm like, hey, will you teach me how to do that? And it gives us this equal playing field by me being willing to be uncomfortable, by me being willing to be a beginner, by me being willing to be wrong and then to ask for help. And I do this all the time. I will teach myself new software, but I won't let it consume me. I won't go spend 60 hours learning something, but I'll get dangerous and spend an hour or two and then I understand it and I can communicate with it and I can put it out there. And so what I think, what I know, what I believe to be true, what I know to be true, is that as entrepreneurs, we win when we own everything in our ecosystem. We realize that if the trash isn't taken out, it's on us. If the floor's not swept, it's on us. If the funnel doesn't work, it's on us. If the emails don't work, it's on us. If the videos didn't work, it's on us. And we love that part because we realize if it doesn't work and it's on us, then it's on us to practice something new and change it. If we didn't win the race, we'd get back to work and try to win again. We didn't lift the weight, we'd get back to work and do it again. If we're hungry, we go eat and get back at it and do it again. And that's the most beautiful part. So be excited, be a student, be willing to push, be willing to put it into perspective because there's no point in sitting around and waiting for it to be done or waiting for somebody else to do it or trying to hire out the clarity. Just do it. Do it now because the moment you make the commitment, the hard part is over. And once you start and you play this way, it sets you up to win. So what I want you to do is I want you to find all the areas in your business that you can hone in on and become an Olympic athlete for, that you can treat your email, your inbox, your podcast like you're the world's gold medalist. How would you prepare? How would you execute? How would you perform? And then when you're done with that, ask yourself, what are some skills that I could learn? Where could I be a student? Where could I get uncomfortable? Where could I, you know, figure out a way to do it differently so that I can be humbled? And where can I do that where it applies across the spectrum of what I do? Maybe it's 
writing. Maybe it's a creative outlet. Maybe it's uh, spending time with your customer service team. Maybe it's writing an email because you haven't done it. Maybe it's recording a new video that you're scared of. Maybe it's telling the world something on a podcast. I don't know what that is for you, but I know that as long as you are in the active pursuit of sharpening that edge, you are basically guaranteed to succeed. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So I'm gonna let that be it. I do wanna know, and I want you to send me a DM on Instagram. Do you like this setup? Because I kinda do, not sitting at a desk. I don't know if I could stand up here for you know an hour and do a full interview and a show, but for this one, it was kinda fun. And it's a little bit different of a setup, but I would love to know. Shoot me an Instagram DM. You know my Instagram. It's George Bryant. Shoot me a DM and let me know what you think. Did you like this? Was this cool? Should I build a studio like this? Do you want to see what the studio looks like? You just let me know and I will take it into consideration and I might rebuild this same studio in my home office and that way I can do it there as well. Remember that relationships will always be algorithms. Keep your eyes peeled. And actually, no, don't keep your eyes peeled. You're listening to this. We just opened event tickets in Austin. Holy moly, I completely forgot. We are going to be in Austin, Texas, March 25th, 26th, and 27th at the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. We just opened early bird tickets. The event is capped at 75. It sells out. It will sell out. And I do that so that we have a hands-on approach to your business and everybody else's business in the room so that me and my team and everybody else has a full understanding of your business and your needs and you get the best support that you can get. We are doing all of that in Austin, Texas. Customer journeys, how, the why, the what, how to build one, plus networking with a lot of entrepreneurs, some incredible speakers coming in that you get to talk to, sit down with, have roundtables with, and ask questions about how he built a $500 million company or how they have a million followers on Instagram, how they get to travel the world and monetize their life and how it all applies to the customer journey. So we're gonna be doing all of that in Austin, Texas, March 25th, 26th, and 27th. And so I don't know how many tickets are left at the time of you listening to this, but I will make it really, really easy for you. If you want a ticket, if you want the link, just DM me on Instagram and say, send me the ticket link. Send me the ticket link. Send me the ticket link. My team will send it right over. We will get your seat secured and we will party in Austin. But that's where I'm gonna end today. Get your ticket, come build a world-class customer journey. Come hang with us, those people. Come high five, hug in Austin. I will see you there. Remember that relationships always beat algorithms. I'm gonna cue the outro and I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.